Welcome to Art Biz Talk, where we speak to visual artists and art professionals about creative entrepreneurship and give you the behind the scenes experience of how they built their art business. Now here is your host, Andrea Lavalour-Purvis. Adriana Canal is a Canadian artist living in Los Angeles who uses acrylic, makeup, and unique processes from the fashion industry to paint her large portraits. After a 15-year career in the fashion industry, Adriana is now a full-time artist working on originals, brand collaborations, and licensing deals. Her work has been featured in publications, galleries, and private collections across the U.S. and abroad. Listen in as we speak to Adriana about her journey as a full-time artist. Hey, Adriana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today to talk about your journey as an artist and your uh, behind the scenes, behind your your creative practice. Welcome. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's so lovely to chat with you and feel honored to, that you have me on your podcast. Absolutely. Um, I was immediately attracted to um, your beautiful, bold um, portraits that you do. I've been following you for a while. And then I noticed that we're part of the same um, kind of mastermind group with Maria Brito. And I thought, ooh, I'm going to reach out to you and see if you want to come talk about your journey and um, tell us how you uh, built your career, having had a different career in the past. So please tell us where you're from and what your background is. Sure. In a quick nutshell, right? So I'm originally from Canada mm-hmm. and I moved to Los Angeles to study fashion design and I have a d- degree in fashion design. I worked in the fashion industry for about 15 years mm-hmm. and then it, I sort of segued into um, uh, like blogging and doing sort of these graphic designs showing uh, fashion trends at the at the time. So it was sort of blogging and then very quickly into art after that so it was like very quick within a year I was doing that so that's so awesome I transitioned uh at that in I I would say around 2015-16 I was I was going from fashion and then segueing into the art world okay and I started yeah I started uh sort of doing graphic design Mm -hmm. and then I started painting. So it was uh, it was kind of like progressing from one thing to the next thing. And now I'm I'm working with uh, makeup products. So yes, I love that. You use a non-traditional material. Right, exactly. And so that's in a nutshell, um, my journey to an artist. Mm-hmm. Did, when you were in fashion school, did you learn anything about art? I mean, it's a very creative process. I'm sure there's lots of sketching and different things, but is there anything that kind of relates in the art world? Definitely. I think uh, art is a big inspiration for a lot of designers, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just the hand sketching of the designs is also artistic uh, a form, artistic form. And uh, we, we learned also how to sketch using uh, Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator. So technology at that time, and that was really that hit a note with me like where I thought oh I love this so much I want to build on this and so after school after I I finished I was playing around a lot with Photoshop and using filters and then creating vector images graphic design type um, images and that always stuck with me and I actually used that in when I was working in the fashion industry I was doing a lot of catalogs and line sheets 
was doing photo shoots, so I was editing. So it was really uh, my zone. So, and it was very familiar for me. And I still use a little bit of that um, in my artwork when I do portraits for people. I start with a, like a digital outline for them okay. so that they know sort of what to expect. And then I reference that when I'm painting. So then it's not a complete shock to them. <laughs> right. So this is for commission work? For commissions, yeah. Yes, very cool. And I know uh, you do some brand collaborations, so we'll talk about that in a in a little bit. Um, sure. I am curious about um, uh, the the digital side. Um, so is so you start all of your work with um, a, a sketch on on an iPad or something similar? Uh, not necessarily. Um, sometimes I will just be inspired by a photo of something or. Um, I'll just naturally just draw something. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to commission work specifically, I find that people are uneasy about like, they see my work and they understand they love it, but yes. then they want to know like, well, what is what that? Like? Exactly. <laughs> yes, and I, I just find that. this, yeah, I just find this helps alleviate that anxiety. Mm -hmm. So, and then naturally they, mm -hmm. they love it. And then when they see the finished painting, it's, I, I think that, well, they tell me that it's even better, so. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, yeah. that's a way to it, Yeah, it is different when you see a digital to a, a painted piece, so. Um, funny backstory, when I was in my teen years, my mother is a, a, a photographer and journalist, and so I had a lot of exposure to photography, and, and I always wanted to be a photographer when I was a teen, and I was super in love with the Vogue, uh, photography of fashion models and beauty, even though I'm now totally far away from all of that. I, in my in my younger years, I was very inspired by just the the artistic, creative direction that their photo shoots would take and how they transformed people and and fashion. I think that's was always a a, a wonderful way, and I kind of see some of that in your work with the bold, um, I love how a lot of your pieces have, the eyes have a specific highlight and they have a little bit slightly different aesthetic compared to maybe the rest of the look. Um, so that just reminded me of those beautiful, um, creative and funky photo shoots from that, right. from what I remember, yeah. Oh yeah, the editorials in Vogue and Elle magazine, it's just like you transported into a different world, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. that somebody gifted me a, a book on Vogue photography that was specifically just, mm. um, you know, portraits and, and fashion shoots that were mm -hmm. um, not a runway shoot, but like a, a right. like a mini production, right? Right, um, right. To see, I've moved so many uh, many countries. I don't know if I still have that book, but it was a very thick Vogue book. Um, I'll have to keep yeah. my eye out for that. How fun! Oh, that sounds like a dream book. I love yeah. I love those editorial photos and um, when Diana Reeland did them back in the I think it was the sixties and seventies, and now like Grace Coddington, I've mm -hmm. always loved her her styling, the way she presents, and yeah. And amazing photographers, definitely like Annie Leibovitz. Yes, absolutely. Contributor. Yes, yeah. I um, I love how you are so drawn to older things. I know that you have a a, a love for vintage. 
I also I love really things and I love found objects in my work. So I love repurposing things. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that's amazing. And so, um, you know, let's see my question. I lost my question. Oh, so how has your, um, your influence of vintage influenced really your, your current work now? I know you use a lot of different um, kind of ways of doing art based off of the fashion industry. Like how mm -hmm. has that... Do you incorporate any found objects possibly or material? Um, I have not. I have included uh, rhinestones and like certain beads and some embroideries. That was more like I was bringing my fashion into my artwork. Um, and then they stopped selling Swarovski crystals to the public. So oh, no. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be like a serious uh, a buyer to get Swarovski crystals which is fine because now I've moved on to makeup so and I did a little series with uh, old Hollywood actresses yes, so that's sort of a reference to mm -hmm. the past um and that sort of came about after I, I read a book on Max Factor who yes. was originally from Poland which is where my parents are from okay and I just I loved his story reading how he came uh he immigrated originally to Russia then to the U.S. and then he started this wig company and he teamed up with a partner and the partner stole all his wigs. And then he eventually <laughs> ended up in Hollywood and started doing makeup for these starlets who ended up becoming this mega movie stars. And he just had this magic touch of transforming them. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be brilliant to uh, create a little series of old Hollywood stars and use modern sort of makeup techniques and mm -hmm. kind of transform them into today's sort of aesthetic. Yeah, that's and, so wonderful. Yeah, and so I started using uh, a little bit of makeup. It wasn't completely makeup. It was a bit of collage, a bit of digital. I was kind of throwing a lot in there mm -hmm. and rhinestones, some embroideries. I just like <laughs> threw everything that I loved into these pieces. So. And then I, I decided that I'm just going to try and do completely makeup. Just see, can I do this whole portrait in makeup? And that's where I'm at. And I thought, you know, I kind of looked back on my life and I thought, you know, makeup, what I love about it is the transformational power of it. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at my own sort of life and how many different stages I went through different trends, makeup and fashion. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, do a series I'll be my own muse and I'll create these pieces and use different makeup and for like I was I just did this one using only um eyeshadow and now I'm working you'll see I have little swatches where I'm I'm testing out different uh nail polish nail so polish so, yeah wow. so I'm thinking of of doing that uh for my next look possibly or it could be um, I'm thinking whether to do nail polish or to do a uh, black and white with mascara and eyeliner. So I'm kind of debating which way to go. So I'm, that's my part of my ex uh, experimental um, part of my journey too. Well, that's so. very cool because I have some questions about how you might experiment in your business because as yeah. creatives, we oftentimes experiment with different materials um different subject matter and and I'm curious if you look at different ways that you can experiment on the business side for example I know that you do 
brand collaborations? Um, are there other opportunities that you look for or, or have these kind of, have they found you? So yeah, all of my brand collaborations have actually come to me. So fantastic. Uh, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and I don't, um, I don't agree to all of them because some of them don't fit with uh, my brand story or my, what I'm doing. So, um, so the ones that I have done, uh, worked, um, have collaborated with uh, is this one company called Proof of Concept and it's a t-shirt company out of New York mm -hmm. and they work with a few different uh, artists. And so we did some uh, t-shirts and I have done, I work with an, another New York company. It's a, called Muse Showroom mm -hmm. and it's a jewelry showroom. And every time they have a new designer in their roster, I do their portrait and I cool. do jewelry, do little product collages. So that's been an ongoing collaboration for about maybe five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and now cool. I have. And you yeah. did something else with a series of portraits. Um, was it in the UK? Oh, for the Bold Women's Group. That's yes. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they reached out to me uh, looking to do these portraits of all the um, amazing women that they are featuring in this book. So I think it was about 40, 40 women. So 40 portraits. Yeah. Wow. And, and did, then did they receive their original artwork or was it just reproduced for the book? So it, those were digital collages. Digital. So, and then, yeah. And then the ones that wanted an act, there were a few women who actually reached out to me later and said, can I get an actual physical piece? And so we worked out like, how they wanted that. Do they want a little bit of digital with a bit of mixed hand or do they want it completely painted or like, and so it was really cool to work one-on-one -on -one with um, the woman and, and see which way they wanted to go with her portrait. Okay, like a, a mini, mini collaboration with the with the person right. requesting the artwork. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, in, in fact, I feel like with all my clients that commission me, it's a mini collaboration in itself because mm -hmm. we're, I'm working to represent them in the best way within my style. So they'll let me know like sort of like there's been times where um, they want to be dressed in like Chanel or have a specific <laughs> necklace or yeah. even if something that they own. They want that little specific uh, earring or necklace that their husband gave them in the portrait. So yeah. something that represents the children or mm -hmm whatever is meaningful to them. So I, I place that in the portrait, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's the great thing about doing a custom piece of art is that you can you can add in or remove all these elements to make exactly and, and, uh, and have an emotional connection with the person you're doing it for. Exactly, and it, it becomes an emotional piece for them and it means something even more for them, so. Absolutely. And that, that really um, ties back into the whole storytelling around art, right? Um, I know mm -hmm. I've purchased a few pieces from my travels and some of them had this really incredible story. And so every time somebody comes to my house and they're looking at uh, my art, I can retell the story, um, right. you know, as best as I can remember, because some of it's pretty wild, but uh, not all pieces yeah. have that, but I, I think it's wonderful. And it just allows then the, the person who owns the, the piece to continue the storytelling with people that come and visit visit um, their home so they can continue that story. I think that makes exactly. it more interesting because art to me in and of itself is its own language. 
Exactly. One hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's instant language too, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> Completely subjective, but I think art has has uh, you know has has a language that we can all relate to in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know that you worked um, also in marketing for some of these fashion brands. How has that helped your art business? So I used to do all like the, so, so when Instagram first came out, this is like more than 10, 12, 11, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so crazy. It feels like just the other day yeah. at times. And sometimes it feels like it's always been with us. It's, it's mm -hmm. a weird feeling, but um, it, I started when I was um, looking at this, the last company I was at, I was do, I was just on the verge of starting their, uh, social media sort of marketing uh, program. And I was doing Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram was very new. It was before we could uh, save photos and post them. Remember you had to yes. uh, photograph oh in real time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was tricky, but uh, we met, made it work. And then Pinterest was also yes. uh, really great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I would create these ideas for marketing and start. I started working with bloggers. Mm -hmm. Just the beginning of like the, working the with previous of influencers. Exactly, yes. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and uh, it was it was very interesting. Is a new world is exciting. Um, I think it's still exciting. It's just it's changed dramatically. So yes. it's just and it's very uh, saturated. So now you have to do more things to differentiate yourself and just to to be visible uh i agree i think tiktok kind of made us all into like this <laughs> performing circus monkeys right <laughs> i i i refuse i do, i won't do it <laughs> I, i'm on the fence i'm like should i should i not i know it's sort of where the tension is now um mm -hmm. is that what my client is i don't know exactly. i still love instagram i think it's just sort of the cleanest easiest understandable uh platform today um i would say i've sort of um slowed down with facebook twitter i don't i've never had a real connection with uh pinterest i, I think i'd like to get back into pinterest i have been sort of slow um posting there but i think there's still a, a great opportunity there yes to, um, i agree with you yeah. I, I got a twitter account in 2009 i think it started mm -hmm. roughly around that time also early adopter and at that, at that time, I was still freelancing. Um, and I remember I was building relationships with people all around the world, which was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it was taking so much of my time. I, I literally just had to step back and and yeah. not give it a lot of attention because you could spend half your day or, or even more um, mm -hmm. doing interesting things. But it's like having a television, which I didn't have one for 15 years, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, you get sucked into to watching and then next thing you know three four five hours went by <laughs> tell me about it oh my goodness oh my yeah gosh. if I get onto a good series on Netflix or mm -hmm. Amazon I'm yeah it's over <laughs> I gotta stay away I can't even start <laughs> yes yeah. so but, I know yeah. that you have a fantastic social media presence on on Instagram specifically are you using LinkedIn email marketing and other um really digital marketing tools to reach your I'm, I'm not no I I've, I feel like if I focus my attention on Instagram uh I think yeah predominantly I can't really think of where else I I post I mean I 
I'd like to post more, but I find that if I really just quality over quantity, if I focus in on my community uh, on Instagram and respond and I mean, most of my clients come through me to me via DMs on Instagram or direct emails. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And I just, I connect with them through email or through Instagram. So, mm -hmm. so when yeah. they email you, is it because they emailed you from your website? Probably either my website or my Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Maybe a Google search. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never actually asked. I should ask, but yeah, one of those. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, so we talked a little bit about how you experiment in your creative practice. Um, it sounds like you have some different income streams also in your art business from collaborations, original artwork, um, commissions. What other yes. things are you doing? Do you, are you interested or are you doing NFTs or digital courses or galleries, even alternative ways of making money from, from your creative services? I would say that's no, I, I haven't done NFTs. I haven't, I have done a few gallery shows, but uh, I don't have a gallery representation. I'm fully self-taught, fully independent. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not gone down that traditional road of, mm -hmm. of like art, artist, uh, a career artist. Yeah. Um, so I would, yeah, from my collaborations and my originals and um, my commissions is is your my... correct yeah that's wonderful what would be an ideal collaboration um with your type of artwork clearly makeup and fashion exactly is there, is there exactly. a dream client or project that you would love maybe it will reach that that brand through the airwaves mm -hmm. <laughs> well we, we should hope right yes. uh so actually i do have a makeup brand collaboration coming up, which I'm really excited about, but it's, it's not quite nailed down. So I, okay, I can't so quite mention we'll keep it. I'm going to low down, but that's wonderful. But they're a UK brand mm -hmm. and uh, I'm super excited. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm open to um, any, any sort of collaborations from those type of industries, beauty, fashion, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't specifically go out looking for them if they come to me. Uh, that's great because I find if people come to you, then they're more open to ideas, your ideas, mm -hmm. rather than me chasing an idea and having to convince somebody why they should do something, right? Yeah. If they're coming to me, they already know what I do and there's they, no- They know your aesthetic, problem. right? And exactly. to that. I totally get that. I, um, exactly. I see that with, you know, graphic designers or illustrators who have developed a particular aesthetic even um, fine artists who are doing commission-based work, when you hire that artist, you hire them for their aesthetic and their signature style. You don't ask right. them to do something that is like, if you don't do pet portraits, don't ask them to paint your pet. Right. Um, unless it's a it's friend and a favor, that's potentially an option, but uh, you know, it's a fun analogy. Um, I always think it's interesting when a, a less experienced buyer meets an artist and and they do a completely different type of work and then say hey uh, would you paint my a family portrait or something it's like that's not really right. up their skill set or interest exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's so cool so looking at your current art business um you're really looking at um really continuing to build originals um mm -hmm. uh, 
brand collaborations and is there anything that for 2023 you're looking to do differently besides this wonderful collaboration you can't yet talk about? Yeah, and, and that collaboration is really just for like one or two pieces. It's not going to be like a, a whole series or anything, mm -hmm. but that's the idea. The idea for uh, the vision that I have for 2023 is to have uh, a show after I'm done with this series. Okay, and the one where you're using yourself? Uh, yeah, yes, because I don't, have, I don't have gallery representation. I have an idea. I see the vision and it's like, I'd like to ex execute it to the way that I see it. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's the vision for the end of 2023, about like a year from now, mm -hmm. that would be ideal. Have you considered reaching out to a, um, a, a beauty brand or a beauty store that might be interested in showing artwork made mm -hmm. by the products that they sell? Yeah, so I think that once I get a little deeper into the series and they can see what I what my what I'm doing really basically, right. then I think I'll I'll have more of a portfolio to show and show them like, well, this is what I'm doing, uh, this is how we could collaborate, and I think that will uh, that will come up about maybe in a few months. So uh, I don't think I'm at that place now to, to reach out, but. Yeah, I think in in a few months' time. That, yeah. might, that might be a fun fun thing to do to approach somebody. Um, so thinking back, uh, you've been doing art for at least seven years or more. Think back mm -hmm. to the first time you sold a piece. Can you remember what it was? You know, it was actually a friend of mine trying to support my business. Wonderful. <laughs> we love our friends. Yes. yes. <laughs> he was actually great. Um it was actually sort of two things kind of overlapped at that time. One was she was supporting me and she commissioned me to do a painting of her friends who had just gotten married and it's a little couple's portrait. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, um, a reality uh, star from Ladies of London. I don't know if you watch that show. I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a reality TV person. And That's good. maybe a good thing. About television shows. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, I, I used to love watching Ladies of London and there was a woman on there uh, named Caroline Stanbury. She's now Housewives of Dubai. Okay. So if you know the series Housewives. I've heard of it. Know. Not my cup right. of tea. <laughs> right. I, I hear you. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's now um, on Housewives of Dubai. And uh, she, I would say, it was also around like 2015 when I started turning professional uh she had reached out to me and told me how much she loved my work and this was like such an honor because I love watching her on tv so it was like it was a That's sort so of cool. a cool yeah Very cool community yeah and she followed me she started following me on instagram and that, that's when she messaged me and she uh commissioned a portrait of her and then years later, it was another one of her. And then she just got engaged. Well, she's now married, but she at the time was engaged to her now husband and commissioned me to do a portrait of them together. So I've done three pieces for her. And each time, yeah, the first time she posted the first one I did for her, it was like a avalanche of people coming and messaging me and that's almost like how my business sort of kicked off was just that's amazing I love stories like this because you know when you 
I think a lot of business and especially in art, it's about building relationships with people. Um, and the more people that know about your work and, um, you know, really can really uh, advocate for your work mm -hmm. by having it in their home, now using social media, different ways. But it's like yeah. have, uh, they're kind of acting on your behalf and and championing you as a as a creative I love that, uh, that you have a, a repeat business from, from yeah. somebody who loves your work and clearly shares it with um, her friends and her, her followers. And it's great that yeah. she has this, um, you know, she's a well-known person, even though I don't know her and um, <laughs> only because I don't watch that much television. And you know, you, I don't think you're missing out much. It's <laughs> one of those shows, you, either you love it or you hate it. So yeah, and, and it is a time suck and you get involved in all the characters. It's like a yeah. modern day, like soap opera, but yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so um, I know we talked a little bit about marketing. Um, what other things, um, uh, like I know you have a website, are you using technology um, in any other way? Do you? Do you, um, did you do anything in your fashion business that you're bringing into your art business, maybe in the way you project manage? Do you, how do you plan mm. things like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Not, not when you say plan, definitely, because uh, in the, in fashion, you plan months ahead, right? right. So you're, you're in different phases, mm -hmm. you're designing, uh, then you're taking orders but while you're taking orders, you're already designing the next collection, then you're producing the last season connection <laughs> for today's uh, shipping. Right. So it's always a cycle. And it, uh, I think that cycle sort of teaches you to what, how get a good sense of urgency and understand like, well, what's uh, important, what needs to be done today, what, what isn't so important, what can wait. Mm -hmm. um, and just planning, really planning everything because there's so many cycles going on and you gotta be able to plug into each one at any moment. So um, that definitely has helped me in my art practice because I'm very organized, even though my studio is a mess. <laughs> it's an um, organized yeah. mess, right? I see it's an order organized into mess. there, similar to my background. Yeah, exactly. And so I find that when I think about things, it's in that sort of planned out way. Um, of course, I have surprises and I'm still experimenting, but there's sort of a, a map of where I'm going. Like I know what I'm doing with my my series now mm -hmm. very clearly. It's very, um, I can visually see what's where I'm going. So it's not like I'm doing one painting today and we'll see what happens tomorrow. It's, mm -hmm. I, I have to have a, some sense of calculation because that's just how I operate. Maybe it's my, um, nerves or something, or anxiety, it kind of keeps it calm at bay. Um, and then I leave sort of the experimental, the fun stuff in, in the things that I'm, the makeup that I'm experimenting with and combining it with different mediums. Like, you know, I'm, you know, taking lipstick and mixing it with silicone and seeing how what happens is mm. it going to dry is it going to what texture am I going to get so mm -hmm. I'll leave sort of the spontane spontaneity into that that's wonderful yeah. so looking back at the reference of collections and season from fashion you know uh, mm -hmm. artists create different types of bodies of work here in, in mm -hmm. air quotes um, do you use that kind of thinking and planning to do your work Yes, absolutely. Like this next, this whole series, 
a plan is to do 12 pieces, sort of 12 points in my life where um, I was, where the makeup I was using was creating a certain look for that time period when I was inspired by the fashion. And it's all done in makeup. And uh, that's, that's sort of the general idea. Um, yeah. That's really cool. I'm curious, um, when you when you use makeup as a material, do you need to finish it in a way so it doesn't come off or that it helps dry? Yes. That to me sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that is very challenging, let me tell you. So, you know, I was going back to the um, the old Hollywood starlets. So I started that uh, that series and a few months later, oh, shame, Dorothy Dandridge, I did, I, painted like some foundation on, the, on her forehead, a little bit on her cheek, a bit on her neck. And then the other parts were like collaged photos. Mm -hmm. And like months later, her like forehead started peeling off. I was oh. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't test it. Right. And so now I have, I have actually this book on my desk here. Let me just show you. So I have this book that I create. It's almost like this library of materials that yes. I am testing, you know, okay. so like that's clever lipstick, nail polish, powder blush, foundation. And I write, okay, so I've, I've mixed this now with Liquitex modeling paste base. Okay. And the makeup second and then an isolation code coat on top and let I've dated it. And I'm like, okay, is it rubbing off? Is it fading? You know? So <laughs> that's clever. I, I felt I need, I, so I actually took a, a year, almost like a year off to just do experiments and see, I don't want to create a whole bunch of portraits and them to start peeling away. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. I'm currently working on a public art project and I have to warranty the work to a certain degree. And mm -hmm. I'm, I, you know, that's like, how do I do that? Um, right. And I work in metal primarily, so... I have to be very mindful that uh, I have to make sure everything is attached uh, with really strong welds and there's no mm -hmm. gaps. And um, so because yeah. these happen to also be installed pretty high and we don't want them to fall on people. Right. So there's all kinds of considerations in art making. Liability. That you, yeah. Yes. Um, and I also have, you know, million dollar liability insurance policies, things you don't even think that you would need as an artist until you get into this other uh, side of creating work that lives outside of a traditional gallery or a building. Mm -hmm. Right. I totally, I totally understand. And I always feel like it's all about quality. It's about having, I feel like if you, if you come with quality, if you create with quality, mm -hmm. you have respect for your work and you have respect for your client. Absolutely. So. Because they're oftentimes buying this, not only for emotional reasons, but um, hopefully as something that they keep for a long time you know uh, uh, some artists have reached levels to where their artwork is selling for the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands and many times those um, collectors are a bit more serious they're buying for investment purposes as well hoping that it might earn um, a, you know increased in value at a secondary auction um, maybe one day we'll see your work in that too that would be fantastic Exactly. So the idea is that it makes it to that point, right? That it survives and doesn't fade. Absolutely. Um, so that actually prompts a question. Do you provide um, like a care sheet or some kind of instructions to um, your collector who's buying the work on 
what they may or may not want to consider if they ever have to move house or mm -hmm. um, if they move the artwork from one place to another? Yeah. So I always uh, leave, I write out a handwritten note mm -hmm. and I let them know how they can take care of their piece. And up until this point, I have been doing everything in acrylic, the traditional white acrylic on, on uh, canvas. Um, and I let them know how to take care of it. It's pretty mm -hmm. straightforward. It's I'm not doing anything um, too out there. Although this makeup is now <laughs> going to be a little different. But the makeup I'm actually doing on paper and I'm framing it behind glass. So That's that awesome. that gives it a, a bit of protection. So yes. very cool. So looking back over the last number of the years that um, you went from being in fashion to being a full-time working artist, I know it can be challenging as you build your career and are growing as an artist in your skill, but also the business. Have you had to change your mindset on, on how you approach the business side? Um, mm -hmm. Or have you had to overcome any hurdles that you weren't expecting? I think the mindset with art is a little different to uh, fashion, which is a commodity. And you're creating something that is duplicates of and mm -hmm. you take orders on it. And it's sort of, um, it's not as soulful as art. Mm -hmm. It's a one-off piece, you know, you know, so the mindset is a little different. Uh, the engagement with the client is different. Um, it's more of a relationship. There's a story behind it. Um, it it's just, it's more special. It's, more, it's got more soul, right? Than just a, a general product. Uh, so that, I would say that's the difference between fashion and art. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say that my mindset towards um, the art business is maybe just trusting the process and knowing that it's it's I'm in it for the long game and mm -hmm. I'm not gonna just uh, it's not gonna just happen overnight and right. sort of major um, success or so. Um, I mean, I have small successes every every month with my clients, but um, that's uh, yeah. So just yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, so what does success look like for you? Success is being able to translate the vision I have in my head mm -hmm. on and and seeing it fit in physical shape, right? Mm -hmm. And also when somebody resonates with a piece to me that's success mm -hmm. do you ask for testimonies or or feedback from clients that you can also use in your marketing but just for the for your own validation uh not really because you well i mean people always email me after they've received the piece in hand and they let me know how they feel about it or how their family members feel about it so that's in fun. that sense that's like a testimonial i don't really use that on my instagram from or my website for marketing mm -hmm. i feel like it's sort of a, a private conversation and i know it um if somebody loves my work they'll have the same feeling if mm -hmm. should they work with me so um no, I, I don't feel like I need to use testimonials to attract people. I think if you see it, you love it, you'll buy it kind of thing, right? So um, coming up to the, the last couple of questions for you, um, you mm -hmm. shared 
your um, current body of work that you're working on and a, and a goal for next year is having a show. Um, mm -hmm. Is that your primary goal for this next year or do you have anything else that's... Uh, um, 100% focused on that show and just okay. getting it right done right I, I want it's like I want to I can't wait to see um if I'm gonna it's almost like a personal challenge to see if I'm gonna create this vision that I do have in my mind so yeah it, yeah <laughs> well I look forward to to seeing what what you come up with I know that you recently posted a picture or a painting that you're working on of yourself right that is that the first one of right. the that's the first one, the Bohemian. Yes. Very so the cool. Bohemian well, is first. We'll be linking to yeah. your website and Instagram from the show notes. So go ahead and go check check out your um your current body of work. I'm sure by the time people are listening to this and watching this, you'll have posted a few more. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure that's the idea. That's the goal. <laughs> that's wonderful. So last question for you. If you had to do everything over again, what mm -hmm. what would you like what is the one thing you would do differently? Oh, wow. You know, I always I I talk to my husband about this all the time how I wish I became an artist sooner and um the thing is that yeah, I, I just I love being an artist. I I'm don't know why I didn't start sooner so that's always like a frustrating part but I always know that I probably wouldn't have uh, the experience the inspiration the ideas for what I do today if it wasn't for the, my past in fashion and and you know doing photo shoots and working in that industry and even doing my own like little sort of blogger influencer age for a while um I, I wouldn't have the the material for right. what I do today so um yeah that's probably the, um I mean it's, it's something I can't change it is what right, it is um uh, they're all and, like building blocks right from that right that have allowed you to step up and step forward into what's your creative yeah. practice looks like today and your ability to work um, full-time as an artist and independent because in today's world there's so many different ways to make money as an artist and every artist can have a different approach they can go to galleries they can do brand collaborations they can just focus on original artwork or create um a hybrid of all of those types of things right so, so many so many options right <laughs> which and, and I think that can sometimes um get overwhelming mm -hmm. and I know like you were asking about nfts earlier and other technologies uh or other social social media formats um I feel like there have been times where I'll spend a whole day and I'll read about nfts and I just find like it's just such a different world it, mm -hmm doesn't come naturally to me. I don't know if my client lives there yet. So why am I putting so much time into something that's a maybe rather than if I know if I come into the studio and I do some experiments or even if I clean up my studio or if I work on a piece, I'm that much closer to having like achieving my vision. So um, yeah, it, it, sometimes I, I, you can get so caught up with all these options that you forget about your work, which has happened to me. So mm -hmm. yeah, I I try to remind remind myself like I don't need to read that book right now. I just need to focus on this. Yeah. yeah. 
I fully agree with you. I love learning. I have taken, mm-hmm. I've invested a lot of um, money in, in training with some really um, well-known uh, coaches. I've done mm-hmm. fantastic programs, but then if you don't implement all the things that you've learned, um, you're mm-hmm. really just wasting time and money by, mm-hmm. um, by kind of taking in too much information. And I've gotten to a point right. where I've actually had to start unfollowing really great accounts because yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I needed time to process what I was learning and actually right. apply it in my fine art business, but also in this art business. And, um, and so yeah. I'm at the point of kind of like weeding out and weeding away things um, so that this coming year I can focus specifically on building my fine art practice, building right. my art, art business consulting business, um, and really showing other artists how to, um, to build a, a living doing what they love so that they can be in charge of their economic future. Right. So you're doing like this bit, a bit of a detox, uh, like, uh, yes, a bit of a detox. That's right. Yeah. Like year end, um, for me, it's, it's my birthday soon. It's, it's year end. Oh. It's a time of kind of reflecting yeah. and seeing, you know, what yeah. I, I love goal setting. I make vision boards for myself. Um, mm-hmm. oftentimes a personal one, a business one, and um, you know, when you're intentional about um, your aspirations and your goals, then you can build a strategic plan and and exactly uh, build essentially a roadmap, a path to achieving your dreams and goals. And mm-hmm. obviously, that looks different for everybody. But if you're mm-hmm. intentional about it, I think, and and you take and uh, and take imperfect action, um, right? That is something that stops people a lot of times. Is is they think they have to have all these things ready. They have to have a full body of work before they post on Instagram or or on their website or even start selling their work if they choose to. So um, I think taking taking action is the best step forward and you can always course correct along the way. Exactly. And do you also find like intuitively you also know sort of what you do? Yeah. And I think it's this intuitiveness where... I I love reading. I am an audible addict and I, uh, I I'm the same. <laughs> I listen to lots of books, uh, mm-hmm. a lot on business, a lot on um, you know, how to work with people, um, how to improve my um business so I can help my clients do um things faster and and uh you know and really make every improve every area of my life. And then some other things, but mostly those are those are my interests. And of course, tons of different art books, including Maria's book that I um, got. And have oh, not- how great! How great <laughs> is the book? I love it. Um, and so I have a stack. I do have a, a bunch of physical ones, but I've I've traveled a lot in the last years, and so I t- took a pause from buying physical books. But I love books and have created this beautiful um, twenty-five foot. Uh, bookshelf wall in my oh wow and so it has a combination of art and sculptures and books on it but I need to fill it with with beautiful books so oh well it sounds like you're on the right path (laughs) (laughs) well thank you Adriana for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your story with us I look forward to seeing updates about your um about the body of work that you're developing and I hope that uh, you achieve your goal of showing either in a gallery or a, at a fashion brand or beauty brand that would be so wonderful to see so I wish, wish you much success for the new year 
And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you again so much for having me, Andrea. It was wonderful chatting with you and uh, I hope you have also all the success and a wonderful end to this year and lots of success in the new one and happy pre-birthday. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Adriana. That's a wrap on this episode of Art Biz Talk with Vivid Creative. Please consider subscribing and sharing our podcast with your art friends. If you want to be interviewed on Art Biz Talk, please submit your application in the show notes.